0: make sure your logo's not showing. <laughs> Cheers, guys. It's the Red Rub and Red Wine Podcast. What's up, guys? My name is Kristen, and I got my non-disclosed alcoholic beverage by my side.
1: My name is Sarah and I have a seltzer of sorts yes. as well. What kind?
0: You may never know. um yum. Before we get started really quickly <laughs> in case we may not have realized from the last episode because we kind of always you know we're we're learning this whole podcast thing and sometimes we forget to make announcements sarah's computer kind of like unalived itself (laughs) i actually was the cause of death oh okay so Sarah, um, sarah committed murder this past week and um yeah her computer is no more so we've been having to do our recordings on zoom until we get it fixed but i think we found a solution we just uh, haven't tried it yet. So hopefully this is the last episode where our audio is slightly different, but hopefully still good, <laughs> but uh, should resolve itself. And then also speaking of next week, she's a drug mystery in history. So. <laughs> Today I'm coming back on the true crime side of our cases. Spoiler alert, bystander effect plays heavily on my uh. mind when I think about this case, So our case is taking place in the Caribbean, the United States of A, but this all (laughs) begins at a bus terminal that is located in Kingstown, St. Vincent, that is located among the Caribbean islands on December 11th of 2006. Now, a woman named Stacy had just made her way onto the bus and she was very eager to make it home that day. You see, it had been quite a strenuous day for Stacy. She not only had to suffer a long day working as a hospital clerk at the local hospital, but she also, on top of the stress at work, had to deal with a man that was harassing her all day. Uh. The man's name was Sean or Sean Samuels. And he was 14 years Stacey's senior. Stacy was 21 years old at the time. So, I mean, love who you love, but Stacy, as you find out, didn't love him. So, okay. Ill. But he had basically been hackling her all day, stating that he had an undying love for her and that she simply needed to marry him. Now, this was not the first time that Stacy had dealt with Sean or his crazy proclamations of love for Stacy. Because you see, Sean and Stacy had lived in the same town pretty much since Stacy was born. Because the plot twist Sean is Stacy's cousin.
1: Oh. so <laughs> i was like plot twist because saint Vincent is a small island <laughs> and the only
0: reason they knew each other is because they were familia and it um like it would state in articles that the family felt comfortable having shorn and stacy together because they're fucking family so like why would you want to marry your cousin this isn't alabama we don't we don't worry about that we don't worry about that here so they thought stacy would be safe and for the most part i guess he was okay until stacy got older in life and shorn began very publicly showing his affection towards stacy and showing the fact that he wanted her as his woman obviously Stacy was like no I, I don't want to marry you you're my cousin I don't want to do that <laughs> in fact she would kind of be really shocked and tell him straight up like you're not allowed around my house anymore if you're going to be saying things like you love me and want me to be your wife like it's one thing to say I love you but if you are saying you want to have sex with me and you want to marry me no Drawing the line right here. Here's my boundary and you're crossing it. So don't come to my house anymore. Of course, it's not enough to say no. Shocker for a lot of people out there, unfortunately. Unfortunately. He would continue to come around the house and harass her. On the day in question, December 11th of 2006, Sean would even show up to Stacy's house and begin molesting her in front of Stacy's own mother. And it got to the point where Stacy's mom had to grab some Clorox and literally throw it on Shorn as like an attempt to get him out. And only then did when she started threatening him and throwing Clorox on him, did he say, "Okay, fine, I guess I'll leave.
1: Oh, my God. But of
0: course, as soon as he left the house, he did not leave the premises, I guess you would say. He simply walked to an area where they could not see him and waited until Stacy left the house to go to work that day. It's unclear what happened while Stacy made her way to work, but there are multiple eyewitnesses that saw that once Stacy was at the hospital, Sean would approach her and basically like verbally assault her it's kind of unclear what was said but I the aggression could be clearly made out to the point where people would go up and be like hey what's going on like is everything okay do y'all need help like do we need to grab a manager and Sean would basically say you know I'm talking to my cousin don't worry about it and he would leave the hospital
1: like okay now she's your cousin
0: I got so upset when he said that it The anger it sent me because you know what card you're pulling by pulling the family card, but (laughs) your intent behind being a family member and why you're there is so fucking like that just proves to me that you know what you're doing is wrong because you're using being a family member as an excuse to be there, but it's like not enough for you to like not want to marry her because she's your family member, yeah. Of course, as soon as Sean made his way out to the hospital, kind of like what he did at Stacy's mom's house, who I'm so sorry, her name's Amelia. Stacey's
1: I did not say mom. it. I'm sure
0: Amelia's fucking good looking because Stacy is a beautiful, beautiful woman. So mm-hmm. I'm sure she got the looks from her mom, but very much like what happened at Stacy and Amelia's house. As soon as Sean left, he found a place to wait out. And then as soon as Stacy got off of work at 3.45 p.m., And she started making her way over to the bus terminal. Sean would see her making her way and quickly follow her. And mind you, this is 3.45 p.m. So there are quite a few people, you know, walking along the streets, sitting on this bus. And a lot of eyewitness statements saying that, you know, they would see Sean saying all these remarks to her. And she's basically kind of ignoring him as she makes her way onto the bus and takes a seat towards the back. Now, Sean, of course, can't take a fucking hint and sits next to Stacy and keeps on telling her, you know, let's go somewhere private. I just simply want to talk to you. Stacy would ignore him because she's fucking fed up with this. She's done with this. It's been ongoing, not only this whole day, but days, like weeks, who months, like who knows how long this has been going on? Like probably even trying to groom her in her teenage years. Like who really fucking yeah. knows? It's just like. She's been dealing with this shit and she is fed up. She's a strong, independent woman and she doesn't need this bullshit in her life. So she's like, I'm ignoring you. I've told you no multiple times. There's nothing else for me to say. And there should be nothing else for her to say. No means no.
1: Uh, Yeah, like I can, she could have done without the stalking and, yeah, uh, or the, the harassment, harassing. but I mean, just stalking in itself is harassment. You know, it's just, ugh. With him as a cousin there's no happy ending. No and you
0: as you see there is it, it's not one because Stacy would get so fed up and move to the front of the bus and she would pick a seat that was right behind the driver of the bus in a way to clearly state as if the, my silence and me saying no in the past wasn't enough the action of me getting up and moving clearly states leave me the fuck alone i don't want to talk to you, and there are I tons to next to you. yeah, and there are people on the bus witnessing this whole event, and so she makes her way to the front of the bus, and this is when Sean Samuels fucking snaps. Oh. and here's where I insert a trigger warning. Sam would aggressively stand up from where he was sitting, where Stacy had left him, and begin to make his way towards the front of the bus, but. It was while he was standing up. That movement would cause a cutlass, what was described as a short saber with a curved blade. Which, when I saw a photo of it, it's longer than a machete. It's
1: it's a well. Um, did you see? I saw it on our Red Rum Twitter account, like from another podcast or something. It was a photo uh, containing example, like picture examples of different sword slash machete like weapons that are all like about the same length some a little shorter some a little longer different handle styles different blade styles you know one was a machete but all the rest were like called something else yeah and um it just depends you know on what country they come from or whatever there's just like different styles of that kind of blade which I think is super cool yeah because I just always grew up knowing machete and so when
0: exactly when they showed a photo I'm like that's a fucking that's a machete that's a machete like that's a fucking don't come at me with that because I'm going (laughs) to run and so it's hard it's hard because there's no way to properly approach that so it's I understand the bystander effect, but it's just so fucking hard to read about. Yeah, hear about.
1: Had any kind of thought process going on and on how to help? I don't know, or how to like, yeah, I don't know, because basically this cut, this cutlass or
0: this fucking long ass blade falls out of his back pocket, and when the blade fell out, witnesses saw that there were price tags on this blade and. The whole entire time that Sean had been assaulting Stacy, he kept asking Stacy, Hey, come to this private location with me. I want to speak to you in private. Please come with me over here. Please, I need to get you alone. And Stacy kept obviously didn't want to interact with him or have a conversation with him. So ignored him. But the premeditation behind this is so very clear when you look at how everything transpired and it just sucks is that like Stacy did everything right there's nothing that Stacy could have done to have made that situation different i just it like i think that's what's so heartbreaking is like she literally tried everything she fought until the last moment and even amongst a crowd, it was not enough to save her. And it would have happened in private, but because Stacy was so strong and did not even entertain that idea, he was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do this in public.
1: Mm.
0: So witnesses would watch as he picked up the blade and aggressively makes his way over to Stacy. Now, Stacy, of course, is witnessing all of this as well. She's on the fucking bus. And they're not this. moving, right? The bus um, hasn't left the terminal yet. So the bus from what it was described, like they were waiting for it to take off. Okay. Right. It may be different, but that's kind of like the picture that I gathered from the articles that I read and they'll all be linked down below as always. But from what I gathered, the bus hadn't taken off yet. And as stacy sees shorn come up to her she starts to get up and tries to make her way to the door but shorn's too quick and starts to slash at her now it's hard when you research this case the pictures are like fairly easy to find but i would say out of respect for the family try not to look at them um but in one of the articles i had the unfortunate mishap of accidentally viewing these photos. And in one of them, it looks like she got a pretty bad leg injury. So I would assume one of the first slashes were towards her leg. And when that happened, it said in one of the articles that one of the force of the slashes was enough to push her into the actual bus driver. And when that happened, Stacy began to make her way out of the front window on the bus bus driver's side of the seat. Mm. So as soon as Stacy makes her way out of the window, her first thought is, I need to find shelter and that shelter for her was the minibus that she had just climbed out of. So she made her way under the bus. But unfortunately, I really don't know like how tall Shorn was or anything like that, but it was described, you know, as a minibus. So it was small enough for Shorn to be able to reach under the bus and yank Stacy
1: out. Yeah and imagine like her screams it's um i know people react to shock and violence and trauma differently um but like most of the time there's a little bit of screaming and noise well, and by if at least one of the parts
0: and yeah if not from stacy the people on the fucking bus i'm sure someone was screaming on that bus if not from stacy one of the passengers yeah. so it's It's just hard for me to not imagine a large crowd surrounding this scene as it takes place because it's just human instinct. A lot of people need to run away. But, like, one of my friends was just telling me that, like, she heard gunshots from a hotel and she had to leave. So, like, she had no choice but to go out. But there were people that had come down and were like, I heard gunshots and I just had to figure out what was going on. And it's like, no, bitch, you call 911 and you stay inside. <laughs> it's like, you don't ever say, like, oh, I'm just going to ignore it. You always, like, I would say, call 911, just be like, hey, check this out. Like, I heard something funky. But it's just like the amount of people that go into danger kind of like surprises me sometimes. But then it surprises me even more that, like, why are you going into danger if you're not going to do anything
1: about it? Yeah.
0: I get mad, but like at the same time, if I were there, I, I'm I'm telling like what would I have done? What would I right. as a skinny ass woman would have
1: done? <laughs> as a civilian <laughs> with purple hair
0: would done. <laughs> and like literally too terrified to hold a gun? Like I, I wouldn't have done anything in that situation. So I'm I really don't want to talk shit. Like I understand, but it's it's just so fucking crazy. And it's not to say that people weren't calling police because as you find out later, like police arrive pretty quickly on the scene it's just it's not soon enough but basically the crowd that is starting to surround them will watch as Sean rips stacy out from under the bus and then brings up the cutlass and brings it down on her oh. right arm oh. and it, he actually cuts off her right hand at the wrist they continue to watch, and again, I'm sorry, if you were skipping over, we've talked a lot in between, so trigger warning. Once he was done cutting off Stacy's wrist, he would then raise the cutlass back up and begin sawing at Stacy's neck. The crowd would continue to watch, as when Stacy's neck was hanging off by just a small piece, he uh. would bring the cutlass back down, completing the decapitation of Stacy Wilson. He then the sick fuck takes it a step further, kissing her decapitated head before throwing it onto the ground. Oh my god, that
1: is like the ultimate stupid, egotistical fucking passion mindset. of crime. Not even like
0: I don't even want to call it that because she wasn't in a fucking relationship with but him. It was, he was like a if stalker. I can't have
1: you, no one will exactly That's
0: so annoying. It's just Just say no. No, because this is what happens when you just say no. It's like, are we being dramatic? Fucking no, we're not. Because it's like, even being a family member isn't fucking enough to be safe as a woman. Are you fucking kidding me? It's just like- there's there's definitely that fucking layer right there that it's more responsible for a woman to say, oh, I have a boyfriend rather than no because men have this fucking audacity that they respect the fucking boyfriend of a girl more than they would the fucking girl that they're talking to. It's just the biggest eye roll in humanity and you're trying to tell me that there's not some fucking disparity between us. It's just men are getting upset about seeing penis on euphoria i'm like oh so women haven't been sexualized on tv since the dawn of humanity and you're just now getting upset that men are getting some equal treatment on one tv show on one tv show to
1: talk about who's getting mad about that at euphoria because so many men there's another show on hbo max called righteous gemstones that Blake and I just started watching and there is so much dick in it like more than any show or movie ever I'm like fuck it bring on more dick I love that we and are And it's a, real- a religious comedy show. It's hilarious.
0: <laughs> bring it on. Bring on the dicks on TV. We need to start bringing sexual sexualization on equal terms cuz it's so funny when men start getting the same treatment as women have they suddenly get offended so though almost ironically even though police weren't able to show up in time to save stacy's life they showed up in time to make sure that shorn was not going to escape the premises (sighs) and by the time they ended up arriving he didn't really try to fight them at that point i think he kind of realized you know my goal has been accomplished and i'm ready to continue with my life and so he simply got on his knees put his hands behind his head and would be taken off by the officers on the scene it would be stated in articles that he would salute to the crowd as he passed them Ah, okay so after samuel shorn was arrested rightfully so a lot of the public was pretty fucking pissed that this happened and it would get to the point where Sean would have to be put into a single cell prison because they were kind of worried that he would be killed before they would be able to get him to a trial which like totes understand yeah that. it's just like vigilante behavior that's happening outside but <laughs> during his arrest it would kind of start to unfold that this guy he was hysterical he was the male version of a female but he like while he was arrested he would basically make all these crazy demands he would say during court that he wouldn't stand for the national anthem or he didn't respect the national anthem because his grandpappy didn't like it like I don't know he's like my grandfather didn't stand for the national anthem so I won't that's not his accent at all but that's just how i imagine it i'm just but that was a literal excuse that he gave in court he was like my grandpappy didn't do it so i won't do it either way it was a 12 person jury and on october 15th of 2008 unanimously i don't think it took that much time at all they would find sean or shorn samuels would be found very guilty of the murder of Stacey Williams and would ultimately be sentenced to death until we get this doctor, Dr. Amory Morris Patterson, who comes out and says that Shorn does not deserve the death penalty because he is essentially mentally ill. So in 1996 Samuel was admitted into the Kingsborough Psychiatric Center in Brooklyn, New York for persecutory delusion and acute psychotic episodes. In 2002 he would again be admitted into a mental health center in Kingstown so where the crime took place and he would be sent there for a 20 day assessment after he was caught breaking a window at a national commercial bank and when he was arrested he basically claimed that he was doing this because he needed to get money to transfer himself to saudi arabia where like a lot of his claims later on are also like i'm a relative of osama bin laden so you have to let me go I'm like that's even more reason to not let you go i don't really know what you mean by that
1: a little deranged a little delusional
0: and it really did not help his case when on april 15th of 2013 Sean samuels own sister rosette samuels who was 43 at the time would shoot and kill her boyfriend before turning the gun on herself and her one-year-old child. Supposedly, this was done after finding evidence that the boyfriend was cheating on Rosette, though that can never be confirmed. It was just kind of, I believe, like what was said in the suicide note. And then Rosette would claim, because Rosette did have an older son at the time of the shooting, I read in one article, though, I really can't confirm her son was apparently there when the shooting occurred and he heard the shots and climbed out of a window to escape. But I also read that like she left a suicide note stating that she told the older son that, you know, I killed the one year old so you wouldn't have to take care of him. So I don't know if she ever intended on killing the older child, even though she knew he may have been in the home or what have you. But either way, it was said that the boyfriend's or ex-boyfriend, possibly at uh, his body was found by the front door, whereas the one-year-old and her body was found in the bedroom. So it very much was deemed a murder suicide type of deal yeah Mm. and of course unfortunately when this happens not only are you further fueling the rumors that like oh not only is he crazy shorn crazy but his family is fucking crazy you're getting these fueled rumors that are hitting the family and at one point stacy's mom amelia was kind of like you know, enough is enough. I, at this point, Stacy's murder happened in 2006, and Rosette and her incident happened in 2013. So, like, some time had passed. Amelia is really just trying to move on with her life and trying to remember Stacy in a positive way that really has nothing to do with Sean and his family. And so she would go up to the public and say, you know, everyone that's meeting me and telling me how God answers prayers and what goes around comes around, God does not render evil for evil. Stacey has already died and I accept it. I'm trying to move on with my life, but some people are at this point just making me sad and I'm just trying to get over this loss of Stacey. A week after the loss of Stacy, her family, friends, and even complete strangers would gather around to celebrate her life. And on December 19th of 2006, the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Vermont would hold a celebration in order to properly do so. They would have a long eulogy that would end with a procession that was said to be rather large in length, left from the church to the cemetery where Stacy would be buried. At Stacy's burial, Pastor Terrence Haynes would request that the people would actually stop sharing the photos of Stacy that had been going around. It's hard because in my days of researching, I feel like the discrimination has never been so blatant whereas I have looked up certain crimes and there are crime photos attached with that case and it's like you almost have to kind of dig for it whereas this one I didn't have to dig I clicked through a few articles and I found the photos and the bias between that is pretty clear. I'm not going to get too political about it, but it's just fucking upsetting because at the end of the day, that's someone's daughter, that's someone's family member and the family. When you do have the unfortunate, like, please don't go looking out for it. But if you do have the unfortunate viewing of these photos, like there are crowds gathered around her body and a lot of people had their phones out and were taking photos And so I can only imagine in her town, because like Sarah had said, at some point, it's a pretty small, it's a pretty small fucking town, like the photos that were circulating at that time. So, you know, Pastor Haynes, thank you for saying what he said, but he was very aware of the situation. And he said, you know, this life that we share is God's life. Life is precious. The adversary is mingling amongst the innocent people. He is attempting to pay God back. And then at the end, he basically stated that life is getting cheap with how we are currently treating it in this time and day. We need to get back to a state of normalcy. Where, you know, we respect human beings. What's normal? It was never normal, unfortunately. Now that we do the Drunk Mystery and History segments, check them out. But it's just... uh just a rather beautiful moment to end on during stacy wilson's burial it would be described that a drizzling rain would fall upon her burial site and the people surrounding it as they sang songs and dedicated those courses that they sang to stacy wilson and her life that was cut way too soon wow but that is my true crime case i know the bystander effect is real and how it unfortunately led to the beautiful life of a woman named Stacey Wilson getting cut way too fucking short.
1: Yeah, I um I'll just say that I've seen the photos and in a few of them you can see the huge crowd of people standing there, kids right up front, right face Young. to face with the caution tape, while and there it, are scattered body parts on the, and so it just makes you wonder. Like I know a crowd can form very quickly after the fact, but while it was happening, even if a part of that crowd was there, you would hope somebody would try to I've help. Tried something. It's and it's hard. I don't obviously know
0: how big of the crowd. I don't know how big the crowd was when this event happened all I have is really the photos of after but it's it's just I mean even in I was going somewhere where (laughs)
1: where was I going if my computer dies I'm sorry it's like pretty low but i think i've got some time it's okay yeah it's just um
0: it's pretty astounding especially in this day and age like we literally make fun of school shootings here it it's no 2006 to now there's really no difference it's just like we see huge crowds gather i don't
1: know where i'm going with that that's just (laughs) (laughs)
0: Don't know how I'm gonna end that last bit out, but you know. Yeah, it's just astounding to see in two thousand and six and especially to see how it echoes into two thousand and twenty-two and how we're still seeing effects like this. And it's just you know,
1: something to ponder on. Yeah, I mean it just goes to show that, you know, as a woman, like Kristen said, saying no just isn't enough sometimes and it can get you killed yes. and um stranger danger all for that but sometimes 80 percent of the time it is your time family
0: and this someone case, you know it's, and
1: it's, just like oh. just uh, be aware be cautious no um uh, Always carry a weapon, like yeah, a legal um, weapon, yes, um I highly recommend get getting like a knife or two or like the little cat eyes that you can put your fingers through the eyes and then
0: it's a little stop <laughs> stop. Just make sure you don't bring that to the airport, but yeah, like grab something something that you're comfortable with that even if it's your key and you were holding it like a cat claw, like as you walk to your car, just something to make you feel comfortable in any situation. If you see something, say something. And if you don't feel comfortable saying it out in public, it is completely fine for you to run to your car, call 911 and say something. Because again, like this case is fucking hard, but would I have been the person to go out and try and fight this man? Probably not. So it's, that's just what makes it all the more terrifying. Is even when you were out in public, you are not fucking safe. So I don't know the lesson in to the be... daylight in public. With in public around four p.m. That is prime fucking. Ugh. There's no lesson to be learned here, other than like buy yourself a weapon that you're comfortable with, and like
1: I do have expired pepper spray. I don't know if it would work. But... I'm sure it would. Take self defense
0: courses. You do what you need to feel safe, even men, because it's not a safe world out there at all. Cheers to defending yourself
1: and learning safe defensive lessons. Cheers to calling out your creepy cousins, maybe. Hold them accountable.
0: This is not the Alabama way. See
1: something, say something. (laughs) See something, say something. Is there a predator hotline?
0: Oh, if, if there is one i'll link oh, it down yeah there. yeah okay you
1: cheers balanced, I think. this has
0: been the red rum and red wine podcast be sure to <laughs> like comment <laughs> subscribe follow us for all of the latest and greatest um if you don't follow us on twitter like what are you doing because that's how we actually give out all of our news so it's no one's solid. listening at this point but yeah oh. if you are
1: um, into the abyss at r-a-r-w podcast if you want to send us an email <laughs> if
0: you want to hear a topic if you want to say hi if you want some free stickers no one has claimed
1: that prize yet you can always <laughs> send us an email red rum and red Wine podcast at gmail.com
0: i will make a great sticker one day you can shove
1: it up your-